going to read you chapter 3 of Elsa's Adventures in Wonderland. A caucus racing along tail. We're indeed queer looking party assembled on the bank. The birds with draggled feathers, the animals with their fur clings close to them, and all dripping wet, cross and uncomfortable. The first question was, of course was, how to get dry again? They had consultation about this. And after a few minutes, it seemed quite natural to Alice to find herself talking familiar with them. As if she'd known them all her life. Indeed, she had quite a long argument with Lori, who was at least turned sulky. Who at last turned sulky. And wouldn't only say, I am older than you, and must know better. And this Alice would not allow, knowing how how old it was. And as the Lori positively refused to tell its age, there was no more to be said. At last the mouse, who seemed to be a person of authority among them, goes out, sit down all of you, and listen to me. I'll soon make you dry enough. They they all sat down at once in a large ring, the mouse in the middle. Alice kept her eyes anxiously fixed on it, for she felt she would catch a bad cold if she did not get dry very soon. Ahem, the mouse said with an important air. Are you all ready? This is the driest thing I know. Silence all round, if you please. William the Conqueror, who was favorited by the Pope, was soon submitted to by the English who wanted leaders, and had been late much accustomed to Assur passion and conquest. Edwin and Morcar, the earls of Morca in North Umbria. Ah, said the Lori with a shiver. I beg your pardon, said the mouse, running, but very politely. Did you speak? Not I, said the Lori hastily. I thought you did, said the mouse. I proceed. Edwin and Marker, the earls of Marka in North Umbra, declared for him and even Stigand to sit in the patriotic archbishop of Centerbury founded a Advisable. Found what? said the duck. Found it, said the, the master said rather crossly. Of course you know what it means. I know what it means well enough when I find a thing, said the duck. It's generally a frog or a worm. The question is, what is arch... Ib- 
shop find the mouse did not notice this question I found it advisable to go with Edgar asking to meet William to and offer him the crown Williams conduct at first was moderate but the insolence of his Normans how are you getting on now my dear it continued turning to us as it spoke what is ever Alice said in a malachily tone it doesn't seem to dry me at all In that case, said the Dodo suddenly, rising to his feet. I move that the meetings adjourn for the immediate adjustment of energetic remedies. Speak English, said the Eaglet. I don't know the meaning of half those long words. And what's more, I don't believe you do eat either. And the eagle bent down its head to head a smile. Some of the other birds tittered audibly. What was I going to say, said the dodo in an offended tone. Was the best thing to get a dry beak. Cautious. Race? What is a cautious race? said Alice. Not that she wanted to know, she wanted much to know, but the dodo puzzled if he thought that someone, somebody ought to speak, and no one else seemed inclined to say anything. Why? said the dodo. The best way to explain it is to do it, and as you might like. To try the thing yourself some winter day, I will tell you how the dodo managed it. First, it marked out on a race course in a sort of circle. The exact shape doesn't ma- the exact shape doesn't matter. It said, and. Then all the party were placed along the course, here and there. There was no one, two, three, and away, but they began running when they liked, and left left off when they liked. So, that it, it was easy to, not easy to know when the race was over. However, when they had been running half an hour or so, they were quite dry again. The dodo suddenly called out, The race is over. And they all crowded around it, panting and asking, But who has won? This question the dodo c- could not answer. With a great deal of thought, and it sat for a long time with. One finger pressed upon its forehead. The position in which you usually see Shakespeare.
and the pictures of him. Well, the rest waited in the, in silence. At last, the daughter said, everybody has one and almost have presents, but who is to get the presents? Quite, quite a curious uh, voice that asks. Why, she, of course, said the daughter, pointing to Alice with one finger, and the whole party crowded around her, calling out in a confused way, Prizes, prizes. Alice had no idea what to do. In despair, she put her hand in her pocket and pulled a box of comfits. Luckily, the salt, the salt water had not gotten to them, and handed them round as prizes. There was actually, there was exactly one, all a piece all around. But she, but she must have a prize for herself. You know, said the mouse. Of course, the dodo replied very gravely. What else have you got in your pocket? He went on turning to Alice. Only a thimble. Said Alice, hand it over, said the dodo. They all crowded around her at once. We beg your obtent of this eldritch thimble. And when it, and when it had finished this short... Short speech, they all cheered. Alice thought the whole thing was very absurd, but they all looked so great that she did not dare to laugh, and she could not think of anything to say. She quickly bowed. She simply bowed and took the thimble, looking as solemn as she could. The next was to eat the the next thing was to eat the comfits. The this caused some noise and con, conf, confusion, as the large birds complained about they could not taste theirs, and the swans choked and had to be patted on, on their back. However, it was all over at last, and they and they sat down again in a ring. And begged the mouse to tell them something more. You promised to tell to tell me your history, you know," said Alice. And why is it you hate C and D? She added in a whisper, half afraid that it would be offended again. Mine is a long sad tale," said the mouse, turning to Alice and saying. Is a long tail, certainly," said Alice, looking down at, with wonder at the mouse. She said, "But why do you call it sad?" And she kept puzzling about it while the mouse was peeking. So that her idea of a tail was something like this. For he said to the to a mouse, he met in the house. Let us both go to law. I will pursue you. Come, I'll take no denial. We must have a trial for this really morning. I have nothing to do, said the mouse to the cur. Such as a trial, dear 
there with no jury or the judge would be wasting our breath. I'll be judge. I'll be jury. Said cunning the old furry. I'll try the whole cause and Cardamon, you to death. You're not very tending, said the mouse to Alice servilely. What are you thinking of? I beg your pardon, Alice said very humbly. I think I had not, cried the mouse sharply and very angrily. I'm not, said Alice always re ready to make herself useful and anxiously about her. Oh, do let me help undo it. I shall do nothing of the sort, said the mouse, getting up and walking away. You insult me by talking such nonsense. I didn't mean it, pleaded poor Alice, but you're, but you're so easily offended, you know? Mouse growled and replied, Please come back and finish your story. I was called after it. And the others all joined in the chores. Yes, please do. But the mouse only shook his head impatiently and walked a little quicker. What a pity, wouldn't say, said the worry. As soon as it was quite out of sight, an old crab took the opportunity of saying to her daughter, Oh, my dear, this be a lesson to never lose your temper. Hold your tongue, Ma, said the young crab, a little snappishly. You're enough to the patience of an oyster. I wish I had our Diana here. I know I do, said Alice aloud. Addressing nobody in particular. She soon fetch it back. Who is Diana, if I might venture to ask questions, said the way. Alice replied eagerly, for she always was ready to talk about her pet. Diana's our cat. She's such a capital one for a catching mice, and you can't think, oh, I wish you could see her after the bird. Why, she'll eat. Oh. Uh, the little bird as soon as she looks at it. The speech caused a remarkable sensation of the among the party. Some of the birds hurried off at once. Oh, and we began wrapping itself up very carefully, remarking, I must be getting home. The night air doesn't suit my throat, and I can't recall the undrumming voice. It's too chill. Come away, dear. It's high time. It's it's high time you were all in bed. A various pretext. They all moved off. Ah, that Alice was soon left alone. I wish I hadn't mentioned Diana. She said, "Now, chilly tone. No one seems to like her down here. I'm sure she's the best guy in the world." Oh, my dear Diana.
I wonder if I shall ever see you anymore. And here the poor elf began to cry again, for she felt very lonely and low-spirited. And a little while later, she heard a little pattering of footsteps on the distant, and she looked up eagerly, half hoping the mouse had changed his mind and was coming back to finish his story. That was chapter three. I will chapter four on my next episode. Bye.